Hey, what's up, winos? Welcome to another episode of Cheap Wine Finder. This is Quake. And this is Dave. What's going on? We're still in lockdown. Yeah, we're still drinking wine. We're still doing what we do. Yeah, we uh, we have the same wine today, which is kind of cool, even though we're not in the same studio together. Yeah, this time um, we're, we're actually doing a virtual tasting of the exact same wine because we both happen to have this one on hand from about a year ago. How we haven't, yeah, yeah, it's because it is getting, I guess it's getting a little easier to get wine, but you know, we are like 40 miles away. Yeah. A little hard to kind of line up the same wine too. I was checking out that Gewürztraminer you had and Benny's had it at like a uh, 2016 or 2018 and you had the different one. No, I had the 2019, the 2068, the eight, the 1968 the year that it was, uh, Fetzer was, uh, no, I knew that. Yeah, okay. I was just kidding. I'm like, oh, yeah, the 68. No, that's, uh, that was a $6 wine that's from an actual, um, uh, an actual winery, which is like in the Trader Joe's Aldi's price range. So I like to try that out because sometimes with the cheaper wines, I just do Aldi's or uh, Trader Joe's. And, and there are other uh, wines out there competing with it. And this one got like 89 points and like decanter or something. So it's, ah, I'll give it a try. That'll be a couple of days from now. But what do we have this time? Why today we have the 20, I think this is the 2016. Um, can you see your bottle? I don't have it handy. What do you need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016 Federalist Zinfandel, and it's aged in bourbon barrels. It's mostly Zinfandel because uh, to be a Zinfandel has to be 75%, but it's got Petite Syrah, which is the the secret ingredient of most Zinfandels nowadays. If you have, if you look at uh, if you go to the website, you almost always find uh, Petite Syrah, and it's got Merlot, which Merlot is kind of used to soften wine sometimes. It's got a little bit a uh, hard edge. You, you, Merlot just cools it right down. Uh oh, I'm beginning to think we got this different wines. Why? Mine says it's uh, 100% Zinfandel. Um. I'm looking at the uh, – I got, I got their webpage up. Yeah, the 2016 Federalist Bourbon Barrel Ages Infidel. Right? Yeah. Are you, look, are you looking at the red blend? Because the red blend look exactly like this, the label and everything. Um, and I had that one as well if you want me to switch. Oh, too late. This one's open. Nope, I got this Infidel. I got it. You know, sometimes, you know, that's, that's the weird thing about um, when you – what the bottle says and what the website says don't always match up. And that I get that every so often. And sometimes they don't even change it from year to year. So like what's really going on? I don't know. See, see. but according to the website, and this could have been the year before it, they, they threw some petite surround Merlot in there. And it, we're not talking about a lot. We're talking about, you know, under probably under 10% total of the petite. They don't tell you what it is. Right. But the main thing here is the um, bourbon barrels. It's six months in American oak barrels, and then they uh, transfer them over to um, a bourbon barrel. And the yes, difference finish it, if you will. And the difference is an American oak barrel for wine is toasted. They put flame in there, and they just toast the side because that's where the flavor gets. That's where you get the chocolates and those type of things. And for a bourbon barrel, they don't toast it; they char it. You know, it's, um, it's, they put a flame to that thing. That's because bourbon, you know, it's bourbon's at least 40% pr- alcohol. What's this? 15% alcohol. Oh, yeah. there's, so there's a uh, 15 and a half percent, I guess. But so the, um, 
the the bourbon can stand up to a more of a char. I mean, the, all the influence come from the oak. So a char to a toast is is a really um, a big step for a wine because wine does really fine with toasted and char. You can overdo it, but there's going to be so much influence taken out because bourbon barrels, even in Kentucky or whatever, Tennessee, it's probably six, six years in there. So a lot of that influence is already leached out by the time the wine goes into it. Oh, but I'm you're, getting toasted. Yeah, but yeah, usually. But the, you're going to get different flavors that, from a toasted barrel to a charred barrel. And it's 15.5% alcohol. This is a big boy. Oh, yeah. And it's from Mendocino, which is just due north of um, Sonoma. Ooh, not a load eyes in. No. Uh, yeah, but it's a good place to get, you know, uh, actually one of the reasons why Mendocino isn't as uh, popular with wine as it could be, because it's a great place for wine. You know, you know, all the same things that are good about Sonoma, especially coastal Sonoma, are good about Mendocino. But the marijuana industry up there has been making so much money that a lot of the land that uh, would normally go to vineyards is going to marijuana. Mendocino, Greeno. Yeah. So it kind of takes a back. That's what my uncle swears by. He swears at everybody, though. Get off my lawn, you. Yeah, your uncle's that way. So this Federalist stuff, it's pretty cool. I like their labels. We did did an episode of the uh, Honest Red Blend, they call it, which I believe had uh, Ben Franklin's picture on the front. And this one's got a little um, currency feel to it. Who's that? Who's that on the label? Um, on this one, it's just like the eagle emblem of the United States. Oh, okay, because yeah, very official looking. Okay, yeah. So this is a Turlato wine. Turlatos are the people who brought Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio to the United States. Before they did that, there wasn't any um, anybody knew what Pinot Grigio was, and now it's you know one of the top three white wines out there, Pinot Grigio. So Turlato has, has, has been a player for a long time in the, in the wine industry. The old time used to be. They're one of the, one of the older ones in you know, today's market, bringing in wines. And this is their California, you know, a little bit upscale, under $20 for the most part, right? Yeah, this is like right around there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, you know, not a really value-priced wine. It's got, like I said, it's got a year in oak it's got um, some fancy details a lot of these places are they're taking um grapes from fancier vineyards though they don't tell you which ones they are and there you go so you got um you know turlato's an old time i mean a long time wine uh, wine company in the country and this is their american california wine and it's got a weird kind of twist to it because it's in bourbon barrels so it should taste different than your normal Zimbandel. Yeah, and if things open back up and you go to a Cubs game, they have their wines at the concession stand. Yeah, this is actually where we got turned on to it. A bottle at the Cubs game is 40 bucks. They put it in a plastic carafe and give you a couple you know, plastic wine glasses and we thought, oh, that's kind of expensive until they walked by with a old stuff, no, a Budweiser for $12. Went, okay, Wine isn't wine doesn't have much out of out of price here, because right? I think it's about the you know four beers and four wines are about the same price. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather do this. And it's a striking bottle. It's like really bold, cool label. 
And um, I poured some of this, and it's just like really ruby, opaque. Yeah, I poured some of it on my carpet early, just before the thing started. <laughs> it, it does wash out if anybody wonders about that. That's a true story. Yeah. I witnessed it on the Zooms. Yeah, luckily, it's, a, 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 it's not a white carpet. Of course, I would never, never have a white carpet. It wouldn't be white for long. Yeah, seriously. Who does white carpeting? Well, I've seen people do it, and I always go, oh, I can't go in your house. <laughs> You ready to take a sip? Yeah. I you, was go, just, you go I was first. Yeah. Kind of nose in this thing. You're nosy. And it's cool. It's uh you can you can kind of tell the the barrel coming through, you know, with a little vanilla. Kind of a smoky vanilla, like you throw vanilla beans on the grill. I don't know. Mesquite. Since when my glass fell and spilled, I um I broke the glass too, so there was glass in the carpet. So I've got one of those uh, plastic one, so I'm not so sure how the nosing is going to go. <laughs> well, now you can't wear your sock, stocking feet. Uh, to, in yeah, the house anymore. yeah, I, I, yeah. I got the uh, I got the wine up, but the blood won't come out so easy. <laughs> what else? What do you got on the nose? You can't nose it in that plastic. Uh, well, because the, the main the main uh, aroma is uh, plastic. No, I, let me see. I'm getting like this weird mix of blackberry and raspberry. You know, it's like very extracted. Both of them, they're kind of mashing together. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. I'm getting a little bit of um, oak spice and vanilla too. Mm-hmm. Oak spice isn't kind of as pretty. Sometimes you get like these pretty spices, like exotic spices. To me, oak spice is kind of little and uh, has a little rougher edge to it. I mean, that's my interpretation of it. But um, um, I'm getting like dark chocolate, you know, like the bitter dark chocolate, the, uh, like, you know, 70% uh, you know, chocolate ones, like not milk chocolatey, you know, not yeah, the foreign ones, the expensive ones. <laughs> yeah, the ones that Ones that snooty people eat, but don't yeah, really like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm eating my Hershey's. I really like it. How's your hundred dollar bar? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm going for a sip. Go for it, man. Cheers, I'll, man. I'll, Let's see if I can. Go for it. I'll, I'll cover you from here. Oh yeah. Well, now you're happy. He's Mr. Sound Effects. You're wondering how we could cheers in yeah. the studios. That's yeah, you, it's all podcast magic. You know, you used to be a. Um, Used to be a stand-in on movies, and like the Foley experience was like you've in your blood now. Yeah, Foley. Hey, Foley. All right, hold on. I'm going in. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's juicy. That's all kinds of stuff. You mentioned like blackberry. Oh, it's kind of yeah. Raspberry. It's got this kind of raspy thing in your tongue too. Like I think that's part of the tannins, part of the acidity. Could Very be juicy. Could be something from the uh, the barrel too. Juicy and and spice. You know, it's, I'm not getting. You know, you know, uh, a Zinfandel. A lot of times, it's like a barbecue wine where it really goes with those. Um, Oh yeah, you know, the, the the burnt edges on barbecue, and it really kind of. And I'm not getting that from this. This is a different, darker um, flavor profile than than that. I'm not. It's not calling out barbecue to me, but it's kind of. I kind of like the flavor. 
Mm. Get like a cherry Coke thing going on too. Really nice. Really it's, nice long finish. Yeah, it softens up as the, at the mid palate too. But it's got, I mean, it's got, it's got some tannins. It, it, it'll get you a little bit of grip in the back of your throat. And I actually like that about wine. For a long time, tannins disappeared. And they're starting to come back a little bit. And a good wine should have tannins. I mean, it just should. I mean, I, I get why a $10 wine maybe doesn't have it. You know, because it, it takes a longer period of time to get the tannins to chill out and be smooth. So it's drinkable. So an expensive wine, you want to get them going early. These wines with a little bit of age on it, and we got extra. We we got actually we sold it for about a year too, didn't we? About nine months, ten months. Yeah, that's all we could make it. Yeah. What was that and about it, a year ago? We went to this uh, thing. Yeah, and then we got the. And they sent us wine because they liked us. Ooh, time does fly. That's back when baseball was playing, and now the sta- stadium's empty now. That was uh, Josephine, I believe. Shout out. Oh, Josephine was cool for Tolado. We had a fun time. Mm. I get like black pepper too, like right in the right in the middle, right before it eases into the like rich cherry Coke. Is that okay to say? Am I supposed to say cola? Um, no, you can say whatever you want to say. That's the whole thing about um, you know. Right, I can. You know what? It, there's a thing about when you when you when you're talking about describing the wine, sommeliers they learn a language. I mean, so everybody a, a psalm in France can talk to a psalm in New Zealand and can talk to a psalm in wherever. And when they say a word, they all know what it means. Wine drinkers, you can learn that language. That's cool. But if you think it, you know, if you put your own name on stuff and it makes some mean something to you. And it means, and you can tell a friend about it and it means something to them. Well, you just did the exact same thing they did, only not in a professional way or, you know, and that level. But whatever you think it is, it's kind of what it is to you. I mean, this is your experience, right? I like that. You can come up with your own vocabulary. You can. It's your, you, you bought the bottle, you know. So why, you know, it, it is cool. What, what Psalms do is pretty cool. You know, they, they got a good gig. But you don't have to be a psalm to love wine and know what you're doing with it. That's for sure. Yeah, they're working for restaurants. I don't work for a restaurant. Except when after it shuts down, I got to sweep the floors. <laughs> Wash the dishes. Yeah. But that's it. I, I could tell them all about wine. They just don't ask. Oh, we'll tell you anyway. This is a tasty wine. I mean, um, for the bourbon barrel part of it, you know, if you were expecting, you know, like shocking flavors or, you know, it does have some alcohol to it. And I really am not that. I know people are sensitive to alcohol. You know, 15.5 is kind of um, on the on the larger side. It's the old, you know, Shiraz, Australia kind of thing. And I don't really have a sensitivity to alcohol. If you do, you might not like it. But I'm not getting crazy flavors on this. Are you? No, not at all. It's pretty uh, even. Yeah, it's a well-balanced wine. And it's uh, it's got a nice body on it. Actually, there's a little bit of elegance. This is kind of like, um, you know, you're up on your deck and you have some friends over and, you, you know, you're playing some jazz in the background and the sky is beautiful and you're talking and you pour this. And this is kind of like, um, 
grown-ups Zinfandel. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, the other stuff, I love, I love Lodi. I love the little rough edge, the farmer wine part of it, that it goes well with the burnt ends barbecue. I mean, that's all fun stuff. But this has got a little elegance, you know? Yeah, it's bold, but it's not like hitting you over the head with anything, which is great. Yeah, I mean, it it does do the job. And I'm actually, you know, I was a little bit skeptical because I'm not, you know, I don't know why you'd really want to do bourbon barrels with wine. And actually, this one, since it doesn't have that major, eh, which it doesn't have that major bourbon barrel taste going on here. Like, why do it then? <laughs> you know, but it tastes good. Yeah, I agree. I'm still drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking all through this. You know, you normally, when I do my podcast by myself, I maybe sip twice or something. But here I've been drinking the entire time. Good job. That's what it's, it's all about. Yeah. What else I mean, you got to do, right? Well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a virtual wine tasting, and, you know, you can't have a party, so you got to kind of. You know, at least you're at least you know at least you're not watching Netflix while you're drinking wine. We just keep talking to somebody. I'm virtually buzzed. Yeah, and I'm virtually going to pass out later on. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fun. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I kind of like these virtual wine tastings. Actually, you know, even when things open up a little bit, you're doing something at night, and you're you know everybody's home. You got to get up the next morning. You can call up a buddy, friends. Tell them to grab, grab a glass and have one of these things at, from, you know, 9 to 10 o'clock, and you just had yourself a wine tasting. There you go. Yeah. There's the bright side. Yeah, you know, keep it up, you know. Silver I don't know. The lining of this whole thing. You know, because can you go to a bar with a mask on? You gonna, are they going to issue a straw? Well, the Butterfaces will, uh, you know, their time has come. <laughs> You know, uh, what's really weird now, since everybody's walking around in my neighborhood, there's people walk dogs everywhere. I mean, you'll see if you go anywhere, you're going to pass 50 dogs and dogs look at you funny because they're all looking at what are you, what are you, what's everybody doing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, dogs and little kids are all going, why is everybody dressed up that way? That's hilarious. This thing's been open for, uh, three hours or four hours. No, three hours. And I decanted it as well. I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not a Cretan. You know, whenever you, you got a wine that's been in bourbon barrels that is 15.5%, you're going to want to open it up. I mean, I've, I've read some articles lately about, oh, you don't really need to do it. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, I mean maybe there are some wines you can pop, pop the top and pour, but. You know, giving it a chance to open up. I mean, even doing wine reviews for like the last 10, 12, 11 years, whatever it is. I will. 18 I, years. Yeah, for the last 48 years. I um, work on race cars. Yeah. <laughs> you got to buy. So anyway, yeah, I will like write my uh, tasting notes. And then while I'm doing the summary, take another sip and go, oh, I didn't notice that. And I have to go back and rewrite. Wines open up all the time. It's just being just being in my glass and me moving it around and the heat of my hands on the glass and all that changes things. Yeah, you got to spit the gum out. Uh, spearmint's one of the finest things of wine. Yeah, the lady was over and I wanted to show off my decanter. I uh, f- show off my e flask. That's right. I decanted in an e flask. 
Uh, we learned that a long time ago. Uh, and then they got really scarce. They're, they're the chemistry lab, uh, and they're usually seven, 750 milliliters, which is what a bottle is. And then there used to be like $10 and they're easy to clean because you flasks, chemical flasks are meant to be beakers are meant to be cleaned and they, they do everything a flask does for at, at a tenth the price, and you can put them in the, in the dishwasher. Who do we learn that from? Uh, oh, who do we learn that from? It was oh. Lush. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rachel. Yeah, birthday girl. Actually, it was yesterday. She said, yeah. yeah, that's where you, uh, the local wine shop. Uh, was selling flasks because it was a great way to pour wine and you would break one. Hey, you're not so upset about it. You go up, you go to uh, the online and pick up a couple more beakers. I Just make sure you still get around, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and the that, place was called Lush. Yeah, because it's the only wine shop with your with your name on the door. Yeah. Oh, another thing that uh, using a science beaker is because it's got the gradations for the 750 milliliters and a, and a wine bottle is 750 milliliters. Uh, it's it's not unusual if you pour the whole wine bottle in there to get 850 milliliters. There's usually at least, you know, 10 milliliters more in a bottle than they tell you on a regular basis. And I don't know why, because why would they give you more and not tell you that? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but unless all these science speakers are wrong. Yeah, you know, that's disturbing. Maybe a Chinese milliliter is different than an American one. You know, I'm looking, mine says right on it, plus or minus 5%. Oh, oops. Yeah. That's not very scientific. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's that. Made in China. Still got to clean it, though. That's the one reason I just pour it in this stupid plastic glass today. No, you got to clean it. I threw it in the old dishwasher. Anything else you got? No, that's it. I'm still drinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're big juicy wine. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the the bourbon barrel part of it, I thought could add some strange flavors because you get flavors in bourbon that are kind of unique. You get, uh, um, but we're not really getting this out of the Zinfandel. Um, It's good though because we both have been sipping all the way through and kind of forgetting what to talk about. So hell yeah, hell's to the yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for listening. Check out the uh, the stuff on cheapwinefinder.com. Thanks for bearing with us. We have no idea what we're doing um, in terms of doing these remote sessions. Though it's never, knowing what uh, we're doing has never stopped us from doing anything. That's true. Yeah, it's weird. You kind of talk all over each other. And, and kind of uh, where we started. Rug. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking for stains. <laughs> But that's it. Adios, people. Um, stay safe. Uh, wear a mask. Uh, by this point, hopefully you got a cool mask and not one. Someone gave me one of daisies on it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. gee, thanks. Gee, thanks for the daisy mask. That's adorable. And yeah, no, you, you got the, uh, the bones one. All right. Adios. Bye-bye until next time, which won't be too long because we got nothing else to do. That's right. Coming at you soon. Bye-bye. Keep it cheap. Bye.